Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Tonight, holding on to hope in Surfside, Florida, the search for victims and answers as the death toll rises in the condo collapse. The new reporting tonight about the building's structural issues and extensive water damage, what the former maintenance manager is telling CBS News. The agonizing wait, families pray for word, and a grandson's stunning discovery in the rubble, why it gives him hope. Plus, a survivor tells us what he heard as he saw the building collapse. Dangerous heat wave. More than 85 million from Maine to California are under heat alerts as cities like Seattle and Portland experience their hottest days ever. Plus, Tropical Storm Danny threatens the East Coast. Long-term protection? The encouraging news tonight about the Pfizer and Moderna coronavirus vaccines. Setting sail. We're on board the first cruise ship to depart from the U.S. since the start of the pandemic. Breaking news, U.S. forces under fire in Syria after the U.S. airstrikes on the border. Plus, withdrawing from Afghanistan. Our first-hand look at a dangerous encounter with the Taliban. $40 million settlement. Jewel agrees to pay in the first lawsuit of its kind. And the changes the vaping company agreed to make. NCAA proposed changes. Could student-athletes across the country soon be allowed to profit from endorsements and deals? And everyday hero, the man repairing used cars and changing lives. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight in Surfside, Florida, where the death toll has grown again. Officials say 10 bodies have now been pulled from the rubble, but more than 150 people are still missing after that 13-story condo building collapsed early Thursday. More than 300 rescuers are now working back-to-back 12-hour shifts, pausing only when they hear sounds suggesting any signs of life. After five days, family members of the missing and the crews working on the pile say they aren't 
giving up hope, pointing to other disasters where people were found alive weeks later. Still tonight, along with hope, there is anger about how this could have happened. The White House says President Biden supports an expansive federal investigation, and government engineers that studied the World Trade Center collapse are now being dispatched to study the condo building. One area expected to get scrutiny is the tower's basement level, which experts believe may have been first to give way. An engineering report from 2018 found major structural damage below the pool deck and crumbling columns in the underground parking garage. CBS's David Begno has been talking with family members looking for answers. But first, CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage with the latest on the search. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. Today, officials said that crews have spotted pockets within the rubble where it could be possible for someone to survive, and they've put out a fire that was hampering their efforts. But so far, no additional survivors have been pulled from the rubble since soon after the collapse. A small army of rescuers has been working around the clock since the collapse, combing through the debris field using heavy machinery and their bare hands, looking for any signs of life. They hardly rest. They come off for about 45 minutes. They check their pulse. They check their O2 levels and they go back to work because that's what they do. They work to save lives. Beneath the rubble, crews have cut a 125 foot long, 40 foot deep trench in their efforts to reach possible survivors. There's camaraderie and everybody has the same goal and that's to pull people out of there. Also buried underneath the rubble, clues as to what may have caused the collapse. What investigators may focus on is whether the structural supports beneath the complex gave way. An engineer's report from 2018 showed the Champlain Tower South condo building had abundant cracking in concrete columns, beams, and walls in the parking garage and major structural damage to a concrete slab caused by failed waterproofing that, if not repaired in a timely fashion, would cause the concrete to deteriorate. But it did not indicate if any of those issues could lead to a collapse. John Pistorino is a veteran engineer and expert in building design. We always uh, start to look at is some evidence of settlement, where if something is going on in the foundation, it starts to make the building settle, or maybe a column or something settle. CBS News has learned a month after that survey was presented, a city building official told the condo board that the building was in pretty good shape. He has since denied seeing the report. Former maintenance manager William Espinoza says the building was often flooded by salt water because he would see it coming through the bottom of the foundation. It would handle two pumps in there to suck, you know, to suck that water out. But it was so much water all the time that the pumps never could keep up with it. For the first time, family members of the missing were bused to the disaster zone on Sunday to see the colossal rescue effort up close. Steve Rosenthal survived the collapse. I heard people yelling, help me, help me, get me out. Mm. That was pretty scary. That was pretty scary, to be honest with you. This was his hallway after. He had to be rescued off his balcony and says he is just now learning of the structural issues that lurked beneath. To me, that's negligence on the part of whoever, you know, was supposed to take care of that stuff. The maintenance people, uh, the, the board, whoever the board was. I'm angry about that, 100%. Out here, the work continues. Heavy machinery has been brought in to take the rubble to a warehouse where it will be stored as evidence. These crews are working in sweltering heat and dealing with pop-up thunderstorms. There are more in the forecast tonight. Nora? Manny Bohorquez, thank you. 
Tonight, as families await word about their loved ones, we're learning more about those lost in the collapse. CBS's David Begno spoke today with some of the families. I can show you 10,000 pictures and 9,999 pictures he will be smiling. Despite his life-threatening battle with muscular dystrophy, 26-year-old Luis Bermudez Jr., or Luio as his family knew him, always smiled. His body and that of his mother were found under the debris. And I'm very sad. I'm broken heart. Luis Bermudez Sr. last saw his son right before Father's Day. He's a warrior, and he's now he's in heaven. And I'm going to miss him the rest of my life. Anguish and pain is rippling throughout this Florida community. My grandmother is the most loving person that I know. 92 years old, going on 62. That's how Mike Noriega describes his fiercely independent grandmother, Hilda. After hearing the news, he and his father, a local police chief, rushed to the scene. When I saw it with my own eyes, I just dropped to my knees. Among the debris, there was this. My father stepped on something, which was this. And that's my grandmother's name, Hilda. When my father opened this up, it was a birthday card that she had just received from a group of friends about two weeks prior. We didn't know what else we could find, and we eventually found these two. The one that blew me away the most is that is my grandmother. That's my grandfather right there, and that's my father. And I believe that God is not a God that did miracles in old biblical days, but that he still does them today. And so until this is over, we're going to keep our faith as high as possible. Mike said finding that picture of Miss Hilda brought him and his family an overwhelming sense of peace. In fact, he said it was almost like a sign from God saying, I have your grandmother. If she's underneath that rubble, I am with her. Nora. Wow. David Begno, thank you. Well, tonight, the other big story we're covering is the weather. More than 85 million Americans from coast to coast are under dangerous heat alerts. The Pacific Northwest is broiling in temperatures never seen before, and many of them are suffering without air conditioning. We get more on this historic heat wave from CBS's Jamie Ucas. Tonight, the Pacific Northwest is under life-threatening conditions. Several of its cities are expecting temperatures 20 to 40 degrees above normal. Today, Portland surpassed its all-time high. Light rail has been shut down to avoid straining the power grid, and streetcars are suspended due to melting cables. In Washington state, some streets are melting. Record highs in Seattle are also causing a run on air conditioners. Seattle is the least air-conditioned metro area in the country. An estimated two-thirds of its residents don't have one. I've got kids. i got to make sure they're, they don't get too hot as well. Farther south, in Palm Springs, California, triple-digit temps are rattling a city usually accustomed to searing heat. There's been an uptick in heat-related emergencies, especially among tourists. Some people just aren't accustomed to the heat. Uh, They don't prepare themselves correctly. They don't bring enough water. 55-year-old Jeffrey Martin Sear died after sunbathing for more than an hour in Palm Springs' 119-degree heat. He did not appreciate what was happening to his body. And unfortunately, the people around him did not see the signs either. 
It is 117 degrees in Palm Springs. You can see the misters are on, but everybody's sitting inside. The city's under an excessive heat warning. People here say they don't usually see these temperatures until August. Nora. Jamie Yukis, thank you for being outside for us. And there's little relief from the heat in sight, and there's now a tropical storm targeting the southeast coast. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie. Good evening, Nora. Good evening, everyone. You know, we just heard Jamie say, you know, some of the folks have never experienced these temperatures until typically until August, right? Some of the temperatures that were hit today have never been experienced before. Look at these numbers. Every number that you see I've got written on this board here, hottest day ever. In the history of Salem, Oregon, they were 116 today. Portland, Oregon, 114 tomorrow. No escape from the heat, okay? Portland, Oregon, you're still hot, but it's 20 degrees down. You're about 95. But look at Pasco, Washington. Pasco, Washington, 119. If you hit that in Pasco, that will be the hottest day ever recorded for the state of Washington. Now, this huge heat dome that is over the northwest, it's not just there. It extends across a good portion of the country. The East Coast is not escaping. So look at the numbers we're forecasting for our eastern cities as well. Philadelphia tomorrow hits 96. You factor in the humidity, 96 for Philadelphia feels like 104. Take a look at Newark. Newark is 97 on the thermometer. It feels like 102. And then what you look at there, off the South Carolina coast, that's our latest tropical storm. Tropical storm Danny pushing inland. It's a big rainmaker. The winds are not intense, but it's a big rainmaker. That is the latest. Norm, let's go back to you. Keeping you busy, Lonnie Quinn. Thank you. And there's some exciting news tonight about the Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines. A new study suggests those mRNA shots may provide long-term protection. And it comes as one industry that suffered billions in losses says it can provide the safest vacation out there. Here's CBS's Gina Shamlian. An historic moment for a battered industry. The Celebrity Edge is cruising the Gulf of Mexico tonight. My experience has been great so far. With 1,200 passengers, every adult vaccinated. But memories still haunt of COVID outbreaks on ships, hundreds sick and 10 deaths. Passengers and crew were stranded for weeks. What would you say to Americans who are thinking, "Mm, not worth risking my health? Um, I'd say this is the place to come. Our objective is to be safer here than anywhere else on land. As passengers toasted the restart, vaccinated fans in New York celebrated Bruce Springsteen's Broadway show, the first in more than a year. It comes amid encouraging news about the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, a new study showing each may offer COVID protections for years. But tonight, concern over the highly contagious Delta variant, barely seen in the U.S. just two months ago, now growing in every state except South Dakota. Hospitalizations up in a dozen states. It's going to be hyper-regionalized. There are certain pockets of the country where you can have very dense outbreak. Back at sea, a modified cruising experience. No more self-serve buffets. David and Ashley Swinford got vaccinated specifically for the trip. Their unvaccinated children had to take COVID tests. I mean, they're just trying to protect everyone's health, and that's that's perfectly fine. It's a big gamble for the cruise lines. Will customers like Carolyn Steiff return? And since the pandemic, I tell you, I just, I've been homesick for it. So I'm glad to be back. As we are cruising through the Gulf tonight, the experience does look different, whether here at the pool or anywhere else on the ship. All crew members must wear masks. And this cruise is only about 40 percent capacity. They're not expecting full loads for several months. Nora. 
Interesting to see everybody at the pool. Janet Shamlian, thank you. All right, some news just coming in tonight. We're just getting word that U.S. forces have come under rocket fire in eastern Syria. No injuries reported, but it's likely in response to an American attack. The Pentagon released video showing U.S. fighter jets targeting facilities used by Iranian-backed militias along the Syria-Iraq border tonight. The Biden administration says those facilities are used to launch drone attacks against U.S. forces in Iraq. The situation in Afghanistan is growing more dire as U.S. troops pull out, with Afghan forces losing ground to the Taliban. CBS's Charlie Daggett came under fire while getting a first-hand look at the fighting in Afghanistan. We knew the Taliban was getting close to the capital. We were about to find out how close. We arrived at this combat outpost in Kapiza province, less than a two-hour drive out of Kabul. Soon to find a machine gunner opening fire on advancing Taliban militants in the valley below, triggering a firefight between the Taliban and a combination of Afghan soldiers and local residents who have taken up arms. The front line is so fluid that we're told the Taliban militants actually overran this outpost just last night, reaching an area about a half mile behind us before they were pushed back by Afghan government forces and local militias. And as we've been here ourselves, we've come under fire, too. Sniper fire ricocheted off the rocky outcrop. With the final U.S. troop withdrawal edging closer, the Taliban has doubled the territory it holds in just two months, untroubled by American airstrikes. Across the country, local militias like these are filling the void, raising concerns of an all-out civil war. A local commander says he tells his men war is not the solution, but we have to defend our country. When Afghan Humvees started a fighting retreat, we were told to leave too in case the Taliban kept advancing. And that's the fear for the whole country now that U.S. troops are withdrawing completely. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, Kapisa Province, Afghanistan. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Some breaking news tonight in college sports. An NCAA committee is recommending that student-athletes be allowed to profit off endorsements and their names, potentially allowing players to make millions. Now, it comes three days before new laws take effect in several states that allow compensation for athletes. Also tonight, e-cigarette maker Juul has agreed to pay $40 million to the state of North Carolina. That state is the first to settle with the company over the teen vaping epidemic. The company has agreed to no longer target teens with sweet flavors, social media ads, and concert sponsorships. 
You may have heard reliable used cars are scarce right now and expensive. But there's a man in South Carolina who's trying to change that. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. Elliot Middleton knows his way under a hood at his barbecue restaurant and in his yard, a cemetery of used cars. You have a car that you think needs to go to the junkyard. Contact me first. This 1990 Mercedes has more than 400,000 miles. Middleton, a trained mechanic, gives clunkers new life and new homes in South Carolina's rural low country. There's no public transportation, there's no Ubers, there's no taxis or nothing like that. If you don't have a car out here, you walk. You walk. Unless Middleton surprises you with car keys. Single moms, job seekers, older folks with doctor's appointments. 32 rehab cars since last September. Some folks don't even believe it. It's like, no, that's not my car. (laughs) Does every one of these moments give you the best kind of buzz possible? It's beyond anything in the world. His father, also a mechanic, taught him about cars and caring. Middleton gifted five cars last Christmas. This 2004 Suzuki went to single mom Jessica Litchfield. This is a lifesaver. Free of charge. What? 86-year-old John Darby gets that 1990 Mercedes. Here are the keys to it. Thank you. Turning over cars, turning around lives. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Awanda, South Carolina. And stay with CBS News for the latest developments on the Florida condo collapse. That's tomorrow on CBS This Morning and right here on the CBS Evening News. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.